Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 22 of Mixtaping Identity. I'm your host, Shane. My guest this week is the wonderful Mish Wittrop. Yes, thank you so much for joining me for the 22nd case of Mixtaping Identity. My guest this week is Mish Wittrop. Mish is someone that I've been looking forward to having on the show for, for quite a while now. Uh, it seems like everyone that I've been speaking to in the Australian comedy scene is a huge fan of Mish. And I get it. She's great. She's hilarious. The playlist, first of all, was, was an awful lot of fun. There's some new stuff in there. And I think we have very similar tastes in music. And the chat was amazing. Um, it's very, very funny. And maybe the episode with the most like narrative in in the conversation which is uh which is really interesting if you're new to the show if this is your first time listening then just let you know that the playlists are available ahead of the podcast we release the playlist on a monday and then the podcast come out on a thursday so best thing you can do there is go and check us out on the socials at mixtape and identity on instagram is where i do the most of the posting so you can see the playlists and other guests and all that good stuff I'll be back at the end of the episode, but for now, we'll get into episode 22 of Mixtape and Identity with Mish Richard. I hope you liked my playlist. Yeah, yeah, no, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> okay, it was good. good. There is a part, like, oh, and- I'm like 30, how old am I? I'm nearly, I'm 34 tomorrow, actually. Um, oh, uh, happy birthday. Thank you so much. Um, and I'm, you know, pretty, I'm a pretty self-aware and self-assured and I'm like, I like what I like and I don't care what other people think. But there was a part of me as I was sending it through that was like, what if he thinks I'm a big loser for liking this music? Like, I don't care because I like the music. I'm not going to stop listening to it. But yeah. what if he thinks I'm a loser? <laughs> So I need the validation. Do you think I'm a lo- Did you think my music was the music of a loser? Uh, no, no. Fuck yeah. Um, and look, I'll I'll say this from the off. I I typically try to keep this as like judgment free as possible. Nah, judge, uh, because... judge away. <laughs> well, you know, I do I do have some thoughts on some of the songs, but um, mm-hmm. not at your expense. But um, yeah, I. Yeah, people like what they like, so I don't really think that anyone's a, a loser based on their their mm-hmm. taste in music. Um, yeah, a couple of, a couple of things like so Emma Holland was on like very early doors, and she we got to a, a Coldplay song that she had on her list. Ah, uh, yep. I could tell going into that conversation that she had her backup because she was ready to defend to defend her yep. love of Coldplay. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I like Coldplay. And then she was like, oh, uh, so she didn't know how to fight it, um, which was funny. That's one and, of those uh, ones that's very uncool to like, though, isn't it? It's very uncool to like Coldplay. Yeah. Was it The Scientist? Also, was the song The Scientist? No. Uh, Josh Earl had that on his list, actually. And that's a good song. Again, yeah, I like it as well. Yeah. Uh, she had Charlie Brown. Oh, yeah. Okay. From, that um, one's Miles embarrassing. <laughs> I'll tell her. <laughs> if she'd said the yeah. scientist that would have been fun but Emma sounds like a loser I don't mean that I know Emma she's lovely she's lovely <laughs> yeah the only time the mask has slipped a little bit is um, uh, on Conchetta Caristo's episode she had a song called Jump in the Line Jump uh, in the Line is... rock your body on time okay, okay. Yes. yep I know it 
Yes, but are you singing the Harry Belafonte version? I'm using the Beetlejuice version. Okay, I, I'm pretty sure that's Harry Belafonte. Yep. In fact, in fact, it's definitely not the one. I'm, it's definitely not the one she picked, yeah. which was a remix done by Sean Paul, T Pain, and uh, Pitbull. Yep. And it's the worst thing I've ever had to listen to on this show, <laughs> and everything about it I hated, and I just had to tell her <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't get into the episode without without get, without saying like this. This song fried my head. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's that's the one time I've sort of I've I've let it I've let it slip. Yeah, because I used to be very fair. judgmental about music, but I'm trying to. That's kind of the point of this. I is was to the try same. And get a little bit better yeah. about that. Yeah. Um. Alrighty. So first question I normally ask is how how often do you actually listen to music at the moment? Like currently, I I I never listen to music at home anymore. Like okay. I don't come home and listen to music. I, it's the the telly's on when I'm home now. Um, or podcasts are on when I'm home now, but I I can't drive without music. Okay. So like when I I can I can it's possible for me to do it like I <laughs> I can do it. Um, I just it's automatic that music will come on, um, or that I will okay. put music on, and I am out of the house yeah. a lot, so I still listen to music a bit, but not like I used to. Like I used to like really listen to music. Like even now when I take a bath to relax, I watch like YouTube videos. Like right. Dr. Phil clips on YouTube and stuff like that. Okay. Um, okay. So not as much as I used to, which is kind of sad, I suppose. Um, I have recently moved in with my partner and he loves music. Like he's always got it on. Okay. He's, he's really into vinyl at the moment. Like he bought himself a vinyl last year and now he's like building his collection. So right. his music is on a lot. But okay. in terms of my music or the music I like to listen to, I don't listen to it in the house, but whenever I'm out of it as much as I can. Okay. Interesting that you're worried about me thinking you're a loser and then immediately open with watching Dr. Phil clips in the bath. <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, look, it's like, it is, like they're really, really entertaining. You just fall into holes. Yeah. It's not like it's my favorite view. I know I could, what you mean. If I had to, I could stop watching them today. I'm not addicted, right. but I always end up back there. Do yes. you know what I mean? Like yeah, I yeah. always end up back at Dr. Phil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have... um. Bar Rescue is mine. Yep, okay. Which, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's... No like, idea. Uh, it's like, um, you seen Hell's Kitchen. Yes. The Gordon Ramsay show. It's that, but like an angry American man oh, and in, bar, in dive bars in the US. Like it's... That sounds it's great. It's horrendous. Oh, no, yeah. That's but great. Yeah. Did you ever watch Hotel Hell? No. That's when well, Jordan, I'm immediately yeah, on board. <laughs> it's when Gordon Ramsay kind of took a sidestep from restauranting to, to running hotels sure. and just went yeah, into yeah. different hotels and was just like, what the fuck? And yeah. like just yeah. criticized an industry that he knows nothing about. <laughs> it was it's brilliant. You can find them on YouTube. They're great. Alright, I'm on board. Um so when you are listening to music then, are you going for albums typically or do you go for playlists or what's the sort of go-to? Um, recently, actually, I've been Shazamming a lot. You know Shazam? Oh, okay. And yeah, so yeah. what I'll do is I'll like Shazam all week and then okay. I'll... And luckily, like one of my jobs is a job where I can just be listening to music the whole time. And um, I'll create a playlist of the music that I've shazammed and I'll just kind of listen through that. And if I really like a song that I've shazammed that I heard at like the supermarket or I heard, you know, in a uh-huh. clothing store or something, I'll then go and look at the artist 
Does that make sense? So yeah, it's always playlists. I'm not an album person. I very rarely, there are very few artists that I'm big album, like I go full album for. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very selective in terms of the songs and stuff that I listen to. So often like I'll really like an artist, but I've never, I've only ever really heard like maybe 10 songs across five albums. (laughs) Right, yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. that ten songs does equal one album, <laughs> so I like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, sure. it's it's generally speaking, it's playlists and playlists that I kind of create from songs that I hear when I'm going about my life. Cool. All yeah. right. Um, so, what was the what was the first music that you bought or owned? The f- okay, so the first money, the first money, the first CD I ever bought with my own money was mm-hmm. uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers' Californication. Ooh, that okay. was the first album I ever bought with my own money. Um, okay. It was when I was in America, and it was because I really liked the song Scar Tissue. I would have been in year six. I think that song came out okay. around 1998, 1999, I think. Uh-huh. So I would have been in year six. And um, mm-hmm. I bought the CD, and I remember we were in the car, and my dad let me put it on, and my dad really enjoyed it too. And my mum was like, oh, this is awful. But um, uh, that was the first CD I ever bought, which is interesting because I'm not a giant Red Hot Chili Peppers fan at all. But okay. that was my first, the first album I bought. Okay. Um, and interestingly enough, like I preferred that kind of music, but um, all my friends were really into like late 90s, early noughties R&B. Okay. A lot of Usher and okay, like yeah. Ja Rule. Yeah. And I... I was just not into it, but because you're 12 and 13, you just like want to be just like all your friends. So I, I, I pretended to be, and I like listened to their albums and stuff like that so that I knew the songs that people were talking about. But then in my own private time, I was listening to under the bridge. (laughs) Um, yeah. So that's, that's that first album I remember buying with my money. Right. Okay. That's almost like the reverse of a guilty pleasure. You think so? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because it's is it's more like I think Red Hot Chili's is like the cooler oh yeah side of that scale, right? That would mm. be the kind of music you'd like. You'd wear the Red Hot Chili's t shirt and fit in with all your mates, and then yeah. sneak back home and listen to Usher. Like, yeah, well, not in my circle I mean? of friends at school. Yeah, in my little um, private schoolgirl circle in Ivanhoe, in Melbourne, Australia. <laughs> um, it was like it was so not uncool to like it was just like who are they like right i remember my best friend really liked metallica and she told me in secret one day (laughs) and i was like oh my god that's that's crazy because like i really like the red hot chili peppers but everyone else was listening to boys to men and usher (laughs) boys to men like i'll give it to them they have some good stuff (laughs) like I remember yeah. I, I have a really, really vivid memory. I think I've told this story on a podcast before, but fuck it. Um, I have this really vivid memory of um, the Jar Rule album coming out. Mm-hmm. And I made my mum, I was probably in like year seven. And I was like, mum, please buy it for me. Like, I really need it. And so she bought it for me. She's like, this, is, this music sucks. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I went up to my room and I listened to it four times mm-hmm. in one night. Just yeah. smashed through the same album foot, so I knew the songs, and then I never listened to it again, because everyone was <laughs> buying the album, and it's like, well, I have to, I have to buy it, I have to know the music, 
So I I I crammed it into my brain as my and I probably still know the songs, and I remember sitting there. I was like thirteen or fourteen. I remember sitting and going, "This sucks. I hate this. I don't." And I realized it's all relative. I'm sure someone out there who's listening is probably like, "Jarrell's great. Okay, that's fine." Yeah. yeah. But for me, I think he yeah. sucks so much. <laughs> I was like, but yeah, and it was like a little turning point for me. It's like I don't want to have to do this every time an album comes out that my friends like, but I don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> so funny. Mm. Yeah, we we had a bit of that in, in my school, like a bit of the sort of the 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 judgment. I remember once I was listening to you two, and mm. like obviously they're not a particularly cool band, but I remember like an older kid saying, "Are you listening to you two? And I said, "Yeah," and he just sort of laughed and went, "Bit old, aren't they?" And I was like, "Is that your criteria?" Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I I I would get it if you're like you know Bono's a dick or like they're super lame, but yeah they're really old and I'm like okay but so's like most music <laughs> mm. I wonder what the point was like where because like thinking now like about you 2 mm. I'm not I'm not like a big fan like I don't know a lot of their, their I don't know a lot of their music outside of the ones that kind of made it really big here in Australia I guess but yeah. like The Sweetest Thing is a great song yes do you know like and I think about it, it's like I have no shame in saying that now but there was a point where I would have at when when yeah, was yeah. that turning point? I wonder, where I could just be like, I think the sweetest thing is a great fucking song. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably after school at some point, isn't it? Because yeah. I, I, well, I feel like it's for me. It's only really been the last sort of three years, maybe, that mm. I start to really not give a shit what people think about my taste in music. Mm. Up until then, I think I was trying to be a little bit cooler, mm. but. I've always felt that way about you too. I think they're like, even if you don't like them, I think the vast majority of people will have at least one song by you two that they'll yeah. go, actually, yeah, that's a great song. Yeah, absolutely. Like it, the sweetest thing is a great one, with or without you. One, Vertigo. Like oh, there, there with are a or lot without you is that what a banger. Yeah, I haven't heard that. Like, See, yeah. I'm literally about to write that down so I can listen to it after, <laughs> because I haven't thought about with or without you in forever. Yeah, it's a it's a tune now. And I yeah. love a I love a make me feel like I've mm. been punched in the mm-hmm. gut song. Yeah. Have you have you heard one um with Mary J. Blige? Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. it's another great one. Yeah. Very good. Big fan. Um yeah. I like that by the way, that's like a manual shazamming you've just done. Sorry? Yeah. Yeah, thank you so the much. <laughs> that's gonna be on the work playlist next week. <laughs> Every day's um okay and what's the what's the best live show or the best live performance you've seen oh well um i guess yeah okay so for sentimental purposes i saw nick caves push the sky away okay tour and nick cave like like for a lot of i think people my age was really definitive of my early 20s he like his music got me through some hard times and um i i was i really hero worshipped him because i just thought he was so incredible and i never thought i would be able to see him despite the fact he's australian mm-hmm. and um he released push the sky away and it was so good like i love that album so much there's someone who's i'll listen to his albums like like i right. really enjoy like sitting down and having a proper proper listen to from start to finish and mm-hmm. then um my friend for 
my birthday bought me a ticket to his show that sold out, completely sold out straight away. She went on eBay or something and bought me a general ad, ad ticket to see Push the Sky Away, see him oh do God. his live show. And yeah. I went by myself. It was the first time I've ever been to a concert by myself. And I was just like, oh, my God. God, like, because he was such a god to me yeah, for yeah. so long. Um, and now, like, I think I've chilled out because I can kind of regulate my own emotions to a certain degree. But for a while there, it felt like he was the one who could regulate them. Does that make sense? Okay. Like, yeah, now yeah, that I've yeah. gotten a bit older and I've gotten some therapy, I can kind of <laughs> put my feelings in different places. But for a while sure. there, like, he was, like, so, like, so important to me, I guess. So right. seeing him was pretty amazing. Um, okay. And I'll also say I saw um, Montaigne a couple of years ago. And she's okay. my favourite. Uh, she would be definitely up there as my favourite female vocalist. Um, okay. That was pretty mind-blowing. She's incredible live. Like, Excellent. her vocals are insane. So, okay. But no, for sentimental purposes, I'll say that. But also, I saw Kings of Leon in a small-ish venue before they were really big. And that was ah. my little claim for a while there. So, oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So, we're talking, like, after the first few albums? Aha, uh-huh, breakdown. Kind of like... Oh, fuck. Okay. Were you a Kings that, fan? Yeah. Mate. Like that genuinely, that's the one... Like, if I could see them at that time, mm. that would be... That would be a perfect but it, gig for it was me because, right before yeah. um it wasn't aha breakdown but it was they was doing that music it was right before because of the times like right before sex on fire came out so they weren't massive yeah, yeah. because sex on yeah. fire is kind of what made them like global yeah. superstars but i just saw them at um the the forum which isn't a giant venue at all here in melbourne uh-huh. and i loved them this is when i was starting to like stop pretending that i like ja rule um, and I went and saw Kings of Leon with some girlfriends of mine from high school and we were right up the front and I was just like, cause I loved Kings of Leon in high school. Like they, they're, yeah. that's Kings of Leon is to Mish at 16. What Nick Cave was to Mish at 22. So okay. uh, very like I was obsessed. So seeing them was big for me as well. And I'm glad I got yeah. to see them when they were releasing really good music. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, there's there's something about that. I've I've seen a couple of bands like that. Like I saw Kasabian. Um, oh my god! I would I love them. to see Kasabian. Yeah, so I I saw them after after they released. It was Wes Popper Lunatic Asylum. I think was the album, which I think for me is my favorite album of theirs. One hundred percent. Couldn't agree more. And then obviously they were doing hits from the previous two albums, mm. which I think have some of my favorite songs. So that was like the perfect snapshot mm. for me to see that band at that time. Mm. Um, another one I've seen that, that did something, but almost like the reverse, was I saw Bombay Bicycle Club. Um, I'm not sure if um, no, no idea. They're like a, they're an indie band. They'd be a little less, a lot less raucous than the kind of bands we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm a massive fan. But they did a ten year anniversary tour for one of their albums, mm. and it's like. It was my favorite album of theirs. It was the first one that they released. And then they did... So they did that album start to finish. Mm-hmm. And then they did hits from the subsequent albums. So again, that's like 
that that's the reverse of what yeah. we're talking about but that was the perfect gig for me it's like, oh that's so good this is my favorite album and then these are my favorite songs that's great so yeah i mean so yeah kings of leon at that time would be yeah. ideal for i'm me. so glad i got I'm to see jealous. them when i did yeah. it was very cool you've just reminded Excellent. me of kasabian again i haven't listened to kasabian in ages <laughs> that album was mm-hmm. a, a, like like I just I just finished saying I don't listen to albums, but that's another album that I love from start to finish. Yeah, and I remember, yeah. um, I found I kind of I was about to say I discovered Kasabian. Calm down, Mish. Um, I first <laughs> heard Kasabian, um, right. because I was obsessed with Noel Fielding. I was okay, like, yeah, yeah. I got really into the. I was very late to the game for the Mighty Boosh, um, and right. I got re- I was. Really into Noel Fielding. Noel Fielding is by f- I'm I'm almost positive will be my last ever celebrity crush. Do you know what I mean? Okay. I was yeah, 23, yeah. and um I had such a crush on him, and I haven't had a crush on a celebrity since. But I kind of followed everything he did. Like it, it was it was very full on. Um and then I found Vlad the Impaler, the music mm. video for Vlad the Impaler, and I was just like. I was watching it for I was watching it for Noel Fielding, but I stayed for Kasabian, <laughs> and that <laughs> yeah. that's when I started kind of my. Um, I was so into Kasabian in my twenties. That's cool. Yeah. I'm going to write that one down too. You're good at this. Excellent. <laughs> that video is so good. Noel Fielding and Stephen Graham. Oh, oh, so good. good. Um, already. So we'll uh, we'll jump into the playlist here. 20 minutes in and we'll get to song one um song <laughs> one is a song you fell in love with straight away yeah. so you've gone for call your girlfriend by robin i love this song so much and the first time i heard it um i was just like i'd, I'd never heard a i, I wasn't I've, I've never really been into real poppy poppy music um okay, yeah. at that point anyway this is probably around when i was like you know coming to about the just admitting what i liked and i just fucking loved this song so much i think it's so interesting to get a song like this um that sounds like this and that appeals to a certain group of people like this one does that's from the perspective of the girl that Mm. is doing the kissing and not the one who's watching the girl doing the kissing um and i just i think robin is a genius at pop music mm-hmm. um and i love her vocals i love the music video and i just remember the first time i heard this i was just like oh this, this is good this is f- it's just fun it's pure fun it's it makes mm. me feel really like excited and happy mm. Mm. yeah i'd love to know what you think <laughs> yeah no I, I really really like the song i oh, good there's certain songs i can't get my head past the lyrics slightly mm-hmm. so all i could think in this is like I, I mean from your perspective would you take any comfort from the suggestions that robin's making no if you're if you're the girlfriend no and no not at all like <laughs> <laughs> not 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 even close but it's yeah. it's you know it's you honest it's yeah. I, I think that it's that's what makes this song so interesting is it gets mm everyone up and dancing for what is mm. an incredibly honest kind of depiction of a girl who's hooking up with someone's partner. Yeah. <laughs> like, Just yeah. the villain of the piece, yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. Like we get like we back the villain. And I think like I'm a big I'm a big movie fan. Right. Um and my favorites favorite favorite kind of like thrillers or horrors or dramas or anything really is when you're backing the villain. Like when oh, you really anti-hero. want Yeah. Yeah. Like most Tim Curry films. Like you you back the sure. villain and this is one of those songs yeah, where yeah. you're just like fuck yeah, Robin. You kissed yeah. that person's boyfriend. <laughs> like, it's just very full on. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But yeah, that's that's all I could think. Because like, if I'm the girlfriend, I'd be sitting there, be like, "All right, first of all, you're calling me, mm. presumably from the club. Mm-hmm. You card, like, say this to my face, and then stuff like, the only way my heart's gonna mend is when I learn to love again. What mm. the fuck are you talking about? Why would you say that to me when you're breaking up with me over the phone? <laughs> and and who is this bitch in the background telling you what to say? Like. <laughs> I can hear her. Tell her to fu- come home. But it's also no. But it is also kind of like if you want to put a little because if you want to like I hear I totally hear what you're saying. But yeah. there is that element of like tell her that the only way your heart will mend is when you learn to love again. It's like mm-hmm. this guy is not the center of your universe. You will be okay. Yeah. Um. You will mend. You've just got to move yeah. on from him. Like yeah. you can hold on to him if you want. But that's yeah. Because I'm gonna have a patch. But it's also like it is. It's it's. But it's just a. It's a fun song, and it's yeah. and you don't want it to be because the subject matter is so brutal. But yeah, it's yeah. just. I don't. If if I heard it and I was out, I would stand up and dance. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. All right, perfect. Uh, song two, then a song that took you a while is Avant Gardner by mm. Courtney Bar- Barnett. Barnett. Barnett, yeah. Um, Courtney Barnett. Yeah, she, I didn't. I wasn't a big fan when I first heard Courtney Barnett. Um, she's quite popular here. Um, I wasn't. I just wasn't a very big fan. I, I didn't get it. I was like, nah, I don't. I'm not a fan. And like, I would hear her music, and if anything, I almost got irritated by her. Right. I was like, don't love this. Like, nah. <laughs> and then I think I might have been stuck in traffic or something. I don't know. But um, I heard a song on the radio on, on Triple J, and mm-hmm. um. It was Avant Gardner, and I heard it from start to finish, and I just kind of got really, like, kind of mesmerized by what she was saying and right. how she was yeah, saying yeah. it, and and yeah. and then I I don't know, it was like a little switch. It's like, oh, I get what I get her now, and now right. I really like her. I, I often listen to her. Like, I really enjoy her when I'm cooking, um, I, I off or going for a walk. I listen to Courtney quite a bit. I I and it took me ages. Like, I was really late right. to the Courtney Barnett game. Right, okay. Um, she's an artist I've not come across before. Mm. Um, so this was a, a brand new song for me. Mm-hmm. And it, this is what I quite like about this format. Is yeah. that this is definitely not a song I would give in any time to if mm-hmm. I heard it once. But I kept listening and... Yeah, there's something really charming about this song. Isn't really it? Yeah. funny. Like, the, the refrain at the end was like, I was never good at smoking bongs. Yeah, and then I'm not that good at breathing in. It's just such a funny line. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, yeah, so like the rest of her music is—is is it kind of like a similar kind of vibe? Yeah, or it's kind of like storytelling. Yeah. She has a really great song called "Depreston," and okay. Preston is a suburb that I grew up just outside of, and it's this oh, amazing okay. commentary on like on growing up Melbourne. It's like storytelling, yeah. but it's like it's really relatable. And yeah, yeah, yeah. and very funny 
and smart. Yeah. Like the way it's it's smart. It's almost it is kind of like poetry to a rhythm. Like um, yes. there's this yeah, like yeah. I love the line in Avant Gardner where she's like, "There's so much hard rubbish. It's a mess, and I reckon my neighbors think I run a meth lab." Like mm-hmm. it's just very funny. <laughs> I just think yeah. that she's great. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I definitely get the poetry thing. I think mm. it was something. There was there's something about the fact that she's really she's really going for it in terms of the storytelling. Mm. Like she's really like trying to like trying to tell a story, but there's very little to tell in terms of the like what actually happened. Like yeah. it's not an anecdote. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You wouldn't tell that at a party. Yeah. But just the way she tells it and the way she goes into like little details and stuff is just it's like stream of yeah, consciousness really, almost. Yeah. 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 Very eloquent, very charming. Yeah, yeah it's, it's. I'll definitely go back to it. It was just a bit. It was a bit strange when I first listened to it. But I was um, exactly. That's exactly yeah. how I felt. I was like, I don't get definitely it. On board. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't get it. I don't understand why this is constantly being played on the radio. I don't get it. And then, yeah, it was like a switch. I was like, oh, now nah, she's yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> now nah, she's cool, man. Yeah, good job, Courtney. Um, alrighty, so. Song three then is a song from your introduction to music. So you've gone for She's Electric by Oasis. Yeah, which isn't the greatest song in the world, to be fair. Um, okay. But um, it was... Uh, so my, um, my parents were really into music growing up. Like, there was always music on in my house. Like, always. Yeah. And um, a, a lot, a, like a lot of nineteen fifties, like rock and roll and and blues mm-hmm. and soul, and so that was the music that was kind of always around. And then I remember when my sister was in like she would have been in grade four because I was in grade one or two. She mm-hmm. bought, um, she was friends with a lot of girls in the year level above her who were really cool, and she went okay. and she bought a CD. Like we'd just gotten a CD player, and she went and bought this. No, no, it was a cassette. She had it was a it was a cassette. And um, she went and bought What's the Story, Morning Glory by Oasis on this cassette. And I heard her listening to it, like to this this album. And it was the first time I'd ever heard music like that. Or the, it was the first time I'd ever heard music and gone, that's so cool. Like, right. I really, I was, I was my, it was the memory of liking music for the first time like I always liked what my parents had on and I always jumped around and stuff and I liked to sing yeah but it was like kind of independently had found this music yeah and I just I'd never heard anything like it before my parents weren't listening to music like that and Mm -hmm. I just remember thinking she's electric was just so boppy and like I was too young Mm. to kind of comprehend why I really liked it. It's not like I went, oh, the melody of this is really synced up with the rhythm of this and the lyrics. I was just like, I I love, I want to listen to this song every day for the rest of my life. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And yeah, I just a very clear memory of my sister listening to that album and it being the, the first album I remember really loving. Mm. And mm-hmm. now when I look back, I'm like, okay, so it's Oasis and they're kind of like, they're, they're good. Don't get me wrong. Like they are good. And She's Electric is definitely not my favorite Oasis song. But when I was young, like eight-year-old Mish, even younger, six-year-old Mish, loved that song. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Um, yeah, it's really cool to have that moment. I, mm. I a similar memory for myself, but um, having the music that's like yours mm. is a yeah it's a really interesting experience mm. when you when you find something that's like 
okay this is very different to what i've been hearing but this is like this is my thing now like this Mm. is the this is my type of music yeah um and it's not like it's not been put on me by my parents yeah like this is just for me i wasn't sat Um, down and told you should like this or anything i just heard it and went whoa that's so cool what i'm listening to right now Mm. yeah exactly i have a very similar thing with um so i got a, a snow patrol album yeah um which like obviously being from northern ireland like that was kind of a, a they're kind of a, a bigger deal right of passage um yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah um so the album was final straw which i think the the big song from that would have been run okay not that song at all Mm-mm. um but uh there are a lot of other songs on that that i think are a lot cooler and a lot a lot better than mm. that um and yeah again sort of looking back i'm like okay snow patrol yeah fine but at the time i was like yeah this is the coolest thing ever mm-hmm. um yeah oasis for me or just like i don't know a band i could never fully get on board with yeah um, i get it i think because well one because wonderwall because that song and uh two because of uh the gallagher brothers i just i cannot i cannot be arsed with them i don't mm. i don't get the hype i'm not interested in their on again off again relationship <laughs> i um i um i really really don't like how they come across sometimes like mm-hmm. there's there's one quote by probably noel i don't remember but one of them said like that the only reason that they're not as famous as the beatles is because the beatles came first yeah, and like that down, is no. just such yeah exactly <laughs> exactly settle yourself just mm. humble yourself oh, just a little i'm on board um, with that they're definitely not like my i don't i don't really listen to them now at all right. um but but i always have a soft spot for them because of that album yeah, and because yeah. it was the first time i listened to to music i properly yeah. like listened to music yeah 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 i mean saying all that i was kind of annoyed at myself as like i was kind of annoyed at myself for how much i was enjoying she's electric when I was it's fun it's a bit pilots. of a bop yeah <laughs> yeah i was yeah i was listening to it, i was like oh, okay this is this really isn't bad yeah um so yeah i'm i'm not i'm not gonna get into the rest of them because i am still that stubborn and petty i get but, it um but i did enjoy this song oh, good, i'll, I'll admit that much yeah <laughs> Uh, song two then is a song that makes you happy so your song is beeping by polish club i i this i really struggled to pick one for this but i um i'm really happy with my answer okay <laughs> it's like it's a You're test giddy. um yeah no this so i i can't think of a time where i will skip this song if it right. comes on um mm-hmm. and it makes me so happy and I love his voice so much. I think it's so sexy. And I think that this song just really revs me up. And it just right. really, like, I just love it. I love Polish Club. I think that their first album is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, I think they're amazing. I've not seen them play live before, but I should. They're only from Sydney. Like, I could... I could technically bump into them and that makes me so <laughs> Oh my god. Um uh, I I I just love this song. I think it's um mm. I just think it's so fun and um and like frantic but so like just I just I love it. I love it so much. I think the bridge of this song 
is just mm-hmm. so like chef's kiss. I just, I love it so much. And I know it's not the most genius song ever written. And I know it's not like, I just, I just, it revs me up. Mm. Mm. I, I love this type of music. Yeah, good. I absolutely love this type of music. Like it, give a, a, a fast, energetic three minute song. <sighs> I'm good to go. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm so on board. Are they, so you said they're from Sydney. Yeah. Because uh, again, another band that I've not, come across before gotta listen to their stuff like i'm <laughs> i'm i'm invested like yeah. I'm, I'm i'm definitely gonna give them a go um kind of like a little bit i hope this isn't um too de- uh derivative or uh not derivative um i'll just say simplistic because mm-hmm. that's i can't think of a better word but um they remind me a little bit of royal blood similar kind of like energy you do okay um I almost did that um, that really hipster music guy thing of you don't know Royal Blood you have to listen to Royal Blood <laughs> uh, but down. very sincerely Mish if you like Polish Club yeah I think you I think you will fucking love Royal Blood okay um, yeah their their biggest hit I think oh they're sexy called... oh yeah <laughs> oh they're so yeah, sexy yeah, yeah. oh yes yeah yeah, yeah. Um, well I'm gonna listen to them because I yeah. like if they if they have the same kind of vibe as Polish Club. I'll be totally into it. I love Polish Club. Mm. Mm. They're yeah. they're on but the yeah. top of my list of must sees. So I will add yeah, Royal yeah. Blood to my list of music to listen to. Hundred percent. Like, I, and yeah, I, I'm definitely going to get more into into Polish Club because that, yeah, that high energy, mm. just like just high energy and distorted guitars. Yeah, I, I'm in. I'm yeah. in. Yeah, and just like so, yeah. like yelling your point. It's just so yes. beautiful. I love it so much. Yeah. And how good is his voice though? What's it's, his name? I think his name's David. Um, mm-hmm. He just has the most incredible voice. I just, mm-hmm. I yeah. And there's a song um, that they do called uh, "Don't Fuck Me Over," much okay. slower, much more chill. But it's like, right. phew, it's just it'll smack you in the head. It's so good. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I love a song smacking me in the head. Yeah, that, that sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but no, no. I mean, deadly serious. Yeah. 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 Um. All right. Perfect. Song five, then a song that makes you sad. Mm. So you've gone for Consolation Prize by Montaigne. Yeah, that's such a sad song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just is. It's just a really sad song. Um, yep. I'm a a big Montaigne fan. Like I fangirl a bit for for Montaigne. Okay. And um, the first time I heard this song wasn't that, that album's also really good for someone who doesn't listen to albums. Fuck me. Anyway, um. Uh, <laughs> the first time I heard that song, I was in a really sad place. Um, okay. And it was just, it was so comforting because it felt so, uh, it was just very comforting because someone else was sad with me and yeah. like, it was just nice. It's just, it's yeah, just yeah. a very, like there's not much more to say on other than it's an incredibly sad song. And I wanted to yeah. add a Montaigne song to this playlist because I yeah. think she's my, one of my favorite vocalists. I think that, uh, her her music is so like it's just so dark but like a lot of her stuff is super poppy and really like but there's there's always like an element of whimsy to her music that I really like and right. Consolation Prize I think is one of those songs that uh, sad girls in their 20s <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> listen to and go that is what I'm like you were saying exactly what I wish I, 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 I wish I could construct those words because that's exactly right. Yes. You know what I mean? 
It's just a yeah. very sad song. And I like to be sad. Like I had this conversation actually with a friend of mine um, uh, about how I like music that makes me really sad. It's nice to mm. feel things. It's nice to be able to get out of those feelings. <laughs> I think it's important to feel sad and be able to go, and I'm no longer sad anymore. But um, right. I love music that makes me feel sad. And I love this song because mm. you can't listen to this song while you're pissing about doing things. You have to sit and listen to this song. <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah. And I love to feel For sad sure. and I love Montaigne. So it was nice that I found some Montaigne and some sad. Yeah. <laughs> nice mm. combo. Mm. Um, when you say you like to feel sad, listen to music, do mm. you, would you deliberately go from like being fine mm-hmm. to like, I'm going to feel sad now I'm going to listen to these songs? Or is this more like, I'm feeling sad. So here are the songs I listen to when I'm feeling sad to sort of. Sit in that sadness. A bit of both. Like as long as I can get out yeah. of being sad. Like I, I like if right. I'm like you know, taking twenty minutes lying on the bed having a nap, and I want to listen to some sad music. It's great as long as I know that in twenty minutes I can stand up and not be sad anymore. And I am at a point where I feel like sure. I can do that. Like I'm, I can kind of regulate to a certain degree. You know. Yeah, yeah. Where I'm at, like mentally. Um, yeah. But it's nice to feel like, like. Like I know this is so ch- this is such a cheesy thing to say, but it is nice to feel like you're not alone in your feelings. Like, yeah, you know, like I know that, like, lame. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't shouldn't be judgmental, but um, no, but truthfully, like yeah. it is nice to know that you're you're not the only person who feels that certain way. And yeah, you know, when this song, when I first heard this song, I felt like that. So it mm. was, mm-hmm. and it was, I heard it, and I was just like, oh fuck, man, you get it, don't you? <laughs> Yeah. Because that's exactly how I felt. And it was just nice yeah. to let myself be sad about it. Because yeah. I think it's important. I think it's so important to let yourself feel all the things that you need to feel. And I think in order to to move on from something, you need to accept that it's made you sad or mad or confused. And right. let yourself have those feelings, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, like I, I've I've talked about exactly that on the show before. Mm. Um, the feeling of being understood mm. and being comforted through sad music. Like, mm. Again, regular listeners of the show will, will know the band I'm about to bring up, which is Frightened Rabbit. That's like my go-to favorite favorite band, mm. and they talk about a lot of sort of like like depression and mm. like like really kind of dark themes, and that for me is a big source of comfort because someone else has gone through that it's uh validating mm-hmm. in a way and as you say like it makes you feel like you're not alone yeah. in that um so yeah i like i i i get that 100 percent. and this song is like is absolutely one of those songs you have to like focus on and yeah. sit in for a little bit and i think i think a big part of that is the vocal performance she is incredible and, and someone i'm just be, sort of becoming aware of yeah. more recently actually through twitch but um yeah yeah but uh but yeah this this song is like devastating oh. and and she is incredible like the the emotion in it and mm. just that's like the tone of her voice like just everything about it is just mesmerizing and mm. just soul destroying at the yeah. same time it's 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 wonderful and depressing and mm. yeah, I absolutely loved it. I think it's a fantastic song. Yeah. 
I completely yeah. agree. Completely agree. Excellent. And I'm sorry that I called us lame for having feelings about music. <laughs> That's okay. I should be. I That's should right. have more uh, gumption <laughs> to stand and up and say that this song makes me feel That's things. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I have said before again that this is like that one of the taglines for this show should be "This sounds a bit wanky," but yeah, yeah. because almost everyone who comes on the show is like, "Oh, I'm going to be sincere for a minute," but mm. like, well, okay, just. Go for it. I love I love having I love having a wank. It's really nice. <laughs> Thank you for facilitating my wank. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, someone soundbite that. <laughs> yeah. Just gonna stick that in at the end. <laughs> just after after a wrap up the episode is a clip of me saying, Love having a wank. Um Alright. Song six, a song to relax to. So mm. your song is I Wish It Would Rain mm-hmm. by the Temptations. Yeah. I don't have a reason for this at all. <laughs> I just really liked the song. Um, for a cool. while, like before Spotify and Apple Music and all of that, there was iTunes. Mm. And um, this was by far and away my most played song on iTunes. Okay. When I was uh, early 20s, um, around right. university days, um, I just listened to it a lot. I just, mm. it was like, I don't, like, I love The Temptations. They're good. Like, they are good. But this was one of those songs I would just have on repeat and it just makes me take a deep breath and have a smile. There's, there's no other reason other than that, really. Um, I just really enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Is there a certain amount of nostalgia wrapped up in it for you? No. No, when I think about it, I'm driving. So, like, if I'm driving in my car, I'll listen. Like, that's when, like, you know. Um, but, no, yeah. it's just kind of a bit definitive of a period of time in my life, I think, where I probably needed to relax a bit. Um right. And uh, in and amongst listening to like Dig Lazarus Dig <laughs> and being like, I love Nick Cave. Um, I would also listen to The Temptations. And it's mm. like, it reminds me a lot of my childhood because that was the kind of music we had pumping through our house. Um, right, okay. But mostly I just, it's, whenever I hear it, it kind of makes me go, ah. Like whenever mm. I hear that first like little bit, I'm just like, yeah. ah. Like it's just it's yeah. like it's a it's like a hug and it makes me like chill yeah. out a little bit. That's that's honestly like I wish I had more of a reason, but I feel like <laughs> I don't like. And it's not because I'm like oh because the temptations really like made me feel like no, it's not that. It's just the song. It's just a nice song, mm. and I I listen to it often, and I listen to it when I want to like you know have a chill mm. time. Like I'll listen to uh, Beeping by Polish Club. When I want to get amped up and ready and really happy, and I'll listen yeah, yeah. to "I Wish It Would Rain" by The Temptations when I want to sit back and cross my legs and like smile into the ether <laughs> and just enjoy myself. Perfect. You know, yeah. yeah, absolutely, yeah, just a yeah. happy song, okay. nice yeah. song. Yeah, absolutely. It's nice to have that though. Like I have, I have certain songs like that that just like sort of it's almost like a reset button. Mm. Um. Where yeah, I, I legitimately have songs where if I'm feeling stressed, I will stop mm. and put on a song, and then I just like I have that sort of, whoo, mm. that kind of moment, and yeah. then good to go again. So yeah, that makes sense. All right, perfect. Uh, song seven then is a song from your preteen years, so you've gone for Never Ever by All Saints. Oh my god, that, I loved this question so much. Um, and the second I read the question, so when you sent through the list and I read this, yeah. Never Ever was the first song I thought of. 
and which is so funny because of all the music I listened to or that was around when I was 11 or 12. Yeah. Um, all Saints is not my go-to nostalgia listen at all. But I was like, as right. soon as I read that, I thought of All Saints. And I was like, Haha, that's so funny. Anyway, let's have a look at some of the music you used to listen to when you were in your preteens. And I put on Never Ever while I was looking at music from like the year 1999, 1998, 2000 kind of deal. Right. And I just couldn't get All Saints. I was just like, because it was everywhere. It was like right. that, a few questions that I need to know. <laughs> Everyone yeah. my age, everyone my yeah. age can do that intro. Yeah. And it's, it is a bit of a banger. It is. It's a bit of fun, poppy girl music. It's just fun. Mm. Uh, like, I just, it was just everywhere. It was massive. And it just reminds me of being a preteen, like coming into myself. No, I had no idea what love was. I have no idea what it's like to be heartbroken like or or feeling like you know someone had had stomped all over me. I was like, you know, a good little white bread Ivanhoe private school kid. But this song just made girls and boys and everyone in between my age feel like, like you know, they were getting a bit adult. I think, like I think right. that this is such a definitive moment of transitioning from child to teenager that when this song came out, you know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, perfect. I'm guessing you didn't um, like this song. <laughs> I'm getting the vibe here yeah. as you look at me with a glazed over expression on your face that uh, Never Ever by All Saints might not be your favourite song on this playlist. Hmm. Um, I don't know what gave you that impression. I think you're being uh, supremely judgmental. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. So, musically, mm. fine. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, the nostalgia factor obviously a big part. Yeah. Right. Lyrically, oh, this awful. is one of the worst songs ever written. <laughs> it's so bad. It's awful. It's so bad. Do it's you know what so it reminds bad. me of? And we sort of talk about, like, guilty pleasure TV. Mm. But do you ever watch, like, reality shows? Like, especially, like, dating shows or, like, Married at First Sight. Yeah, that kind yeah, of stuff. yeah, yeah. Do you ever see where a couple gets together and one of them has decided, like, they're going to do, like, their vows or they're going to do some kind of declaration of love. Mm. And one of them has decided, for whatever reason, that theirs has to rhyme. Yes. Yes. That oh, my God. That reminds me of the writing in this. The, that analogy is beautiful that's exactly what this is it's shit yeah. rhyming wedding vows it's awful yes. the lyrics are awful i'm not crazy yeah. i'm sure i ain't done nothing wrong i'm just waiting because i heard that this feeling don't last that long yeah when you're ever gonna take me out of this black hole it's bad it's bad yeah like i mean okay so at one point is that never ever have i ever felt so sad the way i'm feeling yeah you got me feeling really bad yeah like <laughs> fucking hell like honestly did the, the, the whoever wrote this just like they must have just got to a point in the, in the day where they're like oh, f- oh, fuck, fuck it. this yeah it'll do it'll yeah. do like and the other one is the, the the alphabet runs right from a to z yeah which is a line that they must have thought is so good that we're gonna have to put this in twice yeah because one of them is gonna sing a to z and one of them is gonna sing a to z yeah 
But what I is loved that? it. Sometimes vocabulary runs through my head. <laughs> what? <laughs> Words? Words run through your head? The alphabet runs through It's so me. bad. It's Words so bad. I, I, get, I get it. I get yeah. it. It's bad. It came off the end of like... So, well, obviously when the Spice Girls came out, it was this definitive girl group kind of thing. And then coming right, through yeah, all yeah. the late 90s were all these other girl groups. But Spice Girls are iconic. Like, they are iconic. Yeah. And what followed was a whole bunch. And even still, they're still trying to, like, mass produce, like, pump out these girl groups mm-hmm. with songs that were written with no feeling or thought whatsoever. But this one yeah. was fucking catchy. And it was number one forever. I would have been 10, I think, or 11 when this song came out. And right. it was number one forever. And everyone knew the lyrics. And it was just everywhere. And when I think of that period mm-hmm. of my life, it's like, it's okay, if they were to make a movie about my life during that period, yeah. that song yeah. would be on the soundtrack. Like, it would have okay. to be. Because it was yeah, everywhere. Yeah. But no, of course, yeah. now that I'm fucking, you know, 57, I look back and I go, That's, that song sucks ass. It's not good. <laughs> It's not good. And I'm, I'm all for a poppy girl group number. Do not get me wrong. I can, I can full yeah, yeah, on yeah. embrace it. The Sugar Babes have some bangers straight up. Yeah. This is not a good yeah. song, but <laughs> I will always have a, a, an affection for it because it was okay. just so... Like, I guarantee you that anyone my age listening yeah. to this podcast right now, when they heard Never Ever by All Saints, there was a collective... Oh my god! Because no one listens to it anymore. Yeah, yeah. But fuck, yeah. we listened to it a lot back then. Yeah, you got my conscience asking questions that I can't find. I know it's awful. Jesus Christ! Anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, it is from your preteen years. So it is. It fits the bill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, song eight then. Uh, song eight is a cover. So you've gone with Heavenly Father mm. by High as a Kite. Yep. Um, it's just my favourite cover. It's my go-to answer when people ask me what's a really good cover. Um, mm. I I believe High as a Kite is a Norwegian band. Okay. Um, and they came on Australian radio on Triple J and did a Like a Version. Of, um, oh, okay. And Like a Version, you know what that is. I don't want to have to mish explain something to you <laughs> like a yes. version is great um, and their yeah. ver- like a version was Boniver's Heavenly Father mm-hmm. and um, like I'm, I like Boniver enough like he's good <laughs> like he's, he's not bad like I like him um, but uh, I never really loved this song and then when I heard their version of it I was just like whoa it's I think it's so good <laughs> like it's just right. it's my favourite cover um, yeah that isn't, you know, Johnny Cash doing Hurt. You know what I mean? Because, yes, that's a great cover. We all know that that's a yes. great cover. Um, and oddly enough, like, despite the fact of how... And I listen to this song a lot. It's one of those songs that's on many playlists. But I, right. I don't think I've ever listened to High as a Kite more than two or three songs of mm. theirs. I just okay. really loved this cover. I think her vocals are phenomenal. Um, and it's one of those songs that kind of like smack, like when I was like, you want to feel like you've been king hit in the back of the head <laughs> by music. Mm-hmm. This is one of those gut punch songs for me. Like it was just yeah, like, absolutely. whoa, like I just, it made me, it made me have some feelings. That's always yeah. nice. I love feelings. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. All right. Perfect. It's a great cover. It's quite unusual for me to really enjoy a cover that doesn't do something drastically different with the from the original mm. 
you know what I mean? It's not like they've taken it and made it a completely different genre or put mm-hmm. like a completely new twist on it. It's, it's you know, kind of it's pretty similar to what yep. Bonnie Bear does, but it is it is just beautiful. Yeah, it really like, is, isn't the, it? Um, yeah, and again, the vocal performance is is incredible. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, it was a it was a bit of a strange one for me because usually one of my criteria when I, in terms of enjoying a cover is is it different have they yep. put a twist on it have they put their own take on it that kind of thing but mm-hmm. this was just uh yeah just a great song um already so song nine song nine is a, a song you would sing at karaoke so you've gone for islands in the stream yeah another one i'm sure Barton that you love <laughs> um i do like this song. that's so good um yeah. so a couple of reasons why i chose this um, firstly, because I hate karaoke. <clears throat> okay. So there's no way I'm going down all by myself. So I had to do. Okay. I had to do a duet. Um, and okay. secondly, because another reason why I picked this is because Dolly Parton is a fucking queen. I'm obsessed with her. And yeah. thirdly, I love this song so much. Um, I came to it really late as it came out before I was born. But <laughs> I, um, I came to it really, really late. I only got into it a couple of years ago. But um, for me, this song reminds me of the first ever COVID lockdown that we went into. The first big okay. one. Because um, I uh, I lived, I had a housemate at the time. I wasn't in a relationship at the time. And I was all, I was by myself in this apartment because my housemate um, had escaped to Sydney for work and was able to kind of get out of... Um, Melbourne and work from Sydney. So I was all by myself. I didn't have a dog. I didn't have a partner, um, but I did have islands in the stream. And um, it was, it was nearly my birthday, I think, because I was about to be my my birthday in lockdown. And I was Mm -hmm. really sad because um, I kind of made this decision at the start of 2020. Um, So funny that islands in the stream for me is this, is my deep dive moment, but it's, it really is. Um, I made this decision at the end of 2019, at the start of 2020, that I was going to quit my nine to five job um, and really start focusing on comedy and writing and doing all of that, which right. is what I was doing in my early 20s, but then had uh, a pretty bad spout of uh, depression and was like, I need to go, I need to stop doing this now. I need to go and make some money and I need to go and and... and this can't be it for me. Like I've, I've got to go. So I went and I, I started working full time and yeah. still did bits and pieces like for friends, but wasn't creating my own work. Um, and it wasn't fun. Anyway, uh, I made this decision at the end of 2019, at the start of 2020 to leave that job or at the very least go down to part time, which I did, um, and really start making my own stuff. And I, I finished mm-hmm. my first ever full length play and I um, had started writing my first ever solo show and I was doing bits and pieces of freelance stuff for friends and I was really getting into it and I just scored a paid gig, which was so great. And I just finished, I just put up my first ever full-length play, which went really, really well. I was so proud of it. I fucking loved that play. And then COVID happened. <clears throat> now, I was not the hardest hit by COVID in a, by a long shot. I was making money. I had family within five, within our bubble, so I could go for walks with my mum which was always really nice. And I had friends that lived essentially next door and we could wave at each other and stuff like that. So I was not the hardest hit, but I had Mm -hmm. this really kind of uh, low period where I was living by myself and 
I had made this giant career decision and I just couldn't move with it. And I w- it was, I felt like, because uh, this is the only industry I've ever loved to work in and it's the only thing I think I'm good at, really, like right. properly good at. And I was like, uh, this is just a, it was sad, it was a sad time. COVID sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a... That's not the first time not you've ever heard take. that. Not a hot take <laughs> from Mish. Anyway, um, and I saw Miley Cyrus on Jimmy Fallon watching like falling into some sort of YouTube hole somewhere in between 90 Day Fiance and Dr. Phil clips. And I came across a Miley Cyrus and Jimmy Fallon doing a kind of spoof cover of um, Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers doing Islands in the Stream. Mm-hmm. I really like Miley Cyrus. I think that she's cool. And I was watching this and I'm like, this song is catchy. And I was just because I was bored. I was like, I'm just going to put it on. And I, I put on the original and I just loved it so much. And I called my friend Michelle Brazier and I was like, oh, I'm a bit sad. My birthday's tomorrow or something like that. And anyway, do you know Islands in the Stream? It's a great song. She's like, yeah, it's a very good song. And then the next day for my birthday, all my friends came to the car park beneath my balcony and wrote in chalk, happy birthday, Mish, we love you, on the car park, because we couldn't all mm-hmm. be together. And um, Braz and her partner, Tim, who I also adore, um, they learnt the song and they sang it to me. Oh, my God. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> That's so sweet. Yeah. So um, it was just, it was the first birthday I had in lockdown. I had two birthdays in lockdown but um it was the first one and it was i was just starting to kind of having to deal with the fact that i couldn't start trying to launch a career in i was just sad but that song was it's just very representative of that time but in a really positive way because right. yeah, yeah. It, it you can't listen to it and not you can't not like i wouldn't trust a person who doesn't like this song <laughs> Firstly, I would not trust yeah. anyone who doesn't like Dolly Parton. I think that that's absolutely fucking insane. But this yeah, yeah. song is just so lovely. And like, yeah, yeah. It, it, it makes you want to sing. And it makes you like, yeah. you know, if it came on at a pub and you were a bit drunk, like you would have to sing it with your friends really, wouldn't you? And yeah, it's the only song I can think of that I would enjoy singing at karaoke with someone that I trust across from me. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's an unbelievably sweet woman. Yeah, isn't it nice? They sent it to me in a video. Yeah. They sent me the video of them singing Islands in the Stream. Oh, yeah. So nice. So lovely. I've got very good friends. Yeah. Hmm. They, yeah. Big time having like, people come through for you like that in a moment yeah. where it's needed. Yeah, is, exactly. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. Uh, song 10 mm-hmm. is a song that reminds you of a specific place. So you've gone for Honey Bee by the Vasco era. Oh, not a great song. Okay, so firstly, I don't okay. I don't love this song. I'm not a big fan of the okay. Vasco era. This to me is the ultimate university song. So I um grew up. I was born in Tassie. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I just lied to you. I was born in Sydney. Okay. I lived the first like ten years of my life in Tassie, and then I moved to Melbourne. So okay. I'm from Melbourne. But I went and studied okay. university at Ballarat Arts Academy. Um, uh, and I studied acting there. And we all, like, I slept out to, to Ballarat, didn't know anybody there. And it was a very, very insular community, this arts academy. There was only like 30 people per year level um, for each mm. course. And so everyone knew everyone. And no one really was from Ballarat. Like, there were some, there was okay. like maybe like 10% of the school, but everybody else had come from elsewhere. No one had any family around, no one knew anybody. And um, we all became 
like a really, really fucked up family, but we were all very close because that's all we knew. And we would go to these, and none of us had any money at all. None of us knew how to adult. We were all like 18 to 21 around Mm -hmm. that age, like there's some a bit older and like whatever, but around that age, none of us had ever had to be an adult before, but all of a sudden we were living out of home in shared accommodation Mm -hmm with no one around for support, like the like no regular support systems or familiar support systems that we'd known before. So we're all like leaning on each right. other. And what we would do on like Tuesday nights is have these really gross house parties in these shared houses that hadn't been cleaned for God knows how long. Like none of us knew how to clean properly. Like it, yeah. and we would all pitch in like two bucks and buy like five boxes of shit wine and we would then mix that wine with juice and maybe some Malibu if someone had a shitty half bottle somewhere. Gross, disgusting stuff. And we would just get like really drunk and we would just drink it so fast because we couldn't afford liquor. Like we couldn't afford hard liquor. So rather than being able to just do shots to get drunk, you would just like skull goon and juice and get really drunk and listen to the Vasco era honeybee. And we would all just stand up sweaty and smelly, coated in like goon in houses that smell like dust and scream this song at each other. It's just so, and cause the Vasco era used to always tour in Ballarat. They were there all the time. And I lived with a guy who loved the Vasco era, like loved. And this song I don't think I've even properly listened to it all the way through since university. So since 2010, but right. the, that is a, such a, it is such a specific and very clear memory in my head of just these 18 to 21 year olds screaming this song and jumping up and down where, yeah. and on the inside, we're just like, I don't know how to, I don't understand what tax is. I don't know how to clean a toilet. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm too embarrassed to go to the supermarket by myself. Weird stuff that like, how do you pay a phone bill? Like stuff we'd never had to do. And all of yeah, a sudden yeah. we were having to learn to do that. So I think subconsciously a release was getting drunk on $4 wine mm. and jumping up and down to f- very full on <laughs> pub music <laughs> like, yeah and, and that's the yeah. song it's like i said i don't yeah. think it's a great song but okay. like but it's just such a memory for me i'll always have a affinity not an affinity with it but i'll always have an affection for it because yeah 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 mm. perfect yeah it makes a lot of sense yeah. um yeah because every every other line in this is like a big there's like a big scream to start yeah. the line yeah yeah um yeah, and as I said, I listened to these playlists like a, a good few times before mm. um, before doing this. So this one was was one that like, yeah. After the fourth or fifth lesson, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Like like after the like every yeah. every scream was like, okay. So you listened yeah. to Never Ever by All Saints four times, <laughs> at least. Yeah. Oh, you poor yeah. thing. I know. I'm not happy about it, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the price we pay for art. Mm. Um. But yeah, that's that's very funny that that, that kind of memory. Yeah. Um, I went traveling in Australia when I was like uh, eighteen, nineteen, so mm-hmm. I am familiar with Goon. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like the big sort of backpacker drink as oh, well. Oh yeah, Goon and, and juice. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Goon and lemonade was the sort of go-to for us, and mm-hmm. like, th- uh, there's nothing worse than a Goon hangover. It is just 
awful, awful, awful stuff. And we had a particularly yeah. we had a party house. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how why I ended up living in a party house because I'm not that person. Right. But my first year at university, I lived with Zach Wayne and Sam Lingham. Sam Lingham of Auntie Donna is the one who loves the Vasco era. Okay. And our house, for some reason, was this party house. And so in the morning, yep. we would have these fucked parties on like a Tuesday night that would go until like 3 a.m. when we had uni at 8 a.m. the next day. But the right. smell of the house in the morning mm. is just dirt that's been run in from outside and stuck yep. to floorboards because people have spilt goon and juice, which goes sticky. And that, yeah. oh my God, it is the most disgusting smell but also, yeah, I have yeah, a bit of an affection for it because it's so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for anyone not in Australia who's never had Goon, I remember I... The one thing I remember about it is that they they weren't allowed to call it wine. It was a wine-based beverage. Yes. It was, what, it was written on the box and yeah. it was always like crisp, dry, white, mm-hmm. but never wine. Yeah, They're that's never right. allowed to call it wine. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. Which, yeah, if you've ever tried it, you would understand um, <laughs> it's so fucking disgusting <laughs> like it really bad. is it's really bad I'm i don't kidding. know how anyone can enjoy the taste that's why you skull it like you're just like you don't yeah, drink yeah, yeah. it because you enjoy it you drink it because you want to get drunk with your friends and yell at each other and it's cheap. to music yeah. and and you're you're all hiding from something so yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you can't sit and be alone with your thoughts mm. no that would be disgusting uh, song 11 is a song that reminds you of a specific person so yours is My Girl Josephine by Fats Domino yeah I I love this song this song like I'm, I'm sure you get this a lot with um, the people that you interview but this song reminds me of my mother okay um, I like I said we had a lot of music in the house when we were growing up that like was always kind of mm-hmm. around and a lot of 1950s. My dad had great taste in music and so did my mum. My mum's a touch and go. My mum likes the Pussycat Dolls a lot. So she's a bit touch and go. But um, okay. I I love, like my parents like cool f- music, which is great. Um, And there was a lot, like I grew up with a lot of 1950s rock and roll, like proper rock and roll and blues music and soul music. There was like a lot of Sam Cooke, Otis Redding uh, mm-hmm. All the way up to like the seventies, where it was like Creedence Clearwater Revival and stuff like that. Like it was great. It was great. But Fats Domino is so like it's. I've just got so many like specific little visuals in my head that relate to him because my mum essentially was a single mother. She was married to my dad, and he was a presence in our lives. But he was never home. Like he was um overseas a lot for uh, work or jail, and so it was mostly my mum. Uh, and yep. I don't think my mum had ever planned on being a single mother. I don't think anyone really does. Um, mm. She she didn't know that that was going to happen. And because of my dad's work, we'd, we'd been moved all over Australia. So we were in Tassie. Like I said, I th- we moved, I think, when I was nine. Mm-hmm. We, were, we were in Tassie. Mum's from Sydney. We went to Tassie for my dad's work. And then all of a sudden, my dad's work would take him to America. So he would be gone for months okay. at a time. And so she was kind of stuck in this state that she knew nothing about. She didn't have any friends. She was, she didn't have family there. She obviously, she worked. She was very hardworking. She's a nurse. She used to work all the time. But I think it was very overwhelming for her because it's not how she'd seen her life going. She had these two babies, um, like two girls, uh, my sister and I, um, mm-hmm. in a state that she didn't know anybody and her husband was always overseas. 
and right. um, she was kind of holding down the fort all by herself. And she was a fucking amazing mum. I'm obsessed with my mother. She's so great and she's so like I couldn't have done it. And it's not until I'm now 34, I'm the age my mum was when I was four years old, um, that right, I, yeah. I, I totally I can sympathise with how hard – yeah, sympathise. I can't empathise because I don't have kids, but I can't imagine how hard that would have been that period of time for my mum. Anyway, yeah. she was very hands-on and she would come to all of our school events and like, you know, she she would read to us every single night and she would take us on adventures on the weekends and stuff. Very hands-on mum. But every once in a while, um, I think that now upon reflection as an adult, I can go, I think she would get very overwhelmed. And she, I would have been about four, four to six, and my sister would have been about six to eight. My mum would mm-hmm. say to us, go play, it was Tassie, everything was safe there. We could have gotten behind the wheel of a car and it would have been safe. But like, she'd be like, I need you to go play in the backyard for a little bit. Like, just go out into the backyard okay. and just play because I need my space. And she would go into the lounge room right. and we'd, in Tassie had these double doors that would close. And she would close the doors and she would put on music. And it was, I just remember, I have such clear, it was often Fats Domino. She loved this song. Like, and I would peek in and watch my mum and she would be dancing just by herself in this room, probably with mm-hmm. some wine. I didn't see the wine, maybe a joint. I didn't see <laughs> that either. <laughs> but she would be dancing in this room. No, to be clear, my mum was not getting drunk or high when she was looking after us as kids. But um, And it wasn't like cool dancing or sexy dancing. It was just like full-blown release dancing. Okay. And she would sing along to this song and she had no rhythm at all. But she would put on Fats Domino and just kind of like float around a room by herself and close the doors on her kids. Not in like a gross kind of like, I want nothing to do yeah, with you. Yeah. But like, of course you are. You're, you're 34 years old. You're living in a place where you know nothing about. You you married and bred with a guy that you didn't know that well, but you fell wildly in love with some sort of like American hippie that you met on a Mexican beach. Like, And now yeah. all of a sudden you're in Tasmania by yourself raising two children, working your ass yeah. off and you don't look whatever so this was she would have these moments maybe like once a week or once a fortnight where she would just like and not for very long maybe half an hour she would go and she would listen to fats domino and this song i just have such a memory of my mum singing this song so offbeat no rhythm no melody at all she hardly knew the lyrics even though she listened to it all the time but i it's just it's it just reminds me of my mum beautiful Hmm. i really like that Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I'm 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 getting to a similar place, and like like my uh situation for my parents was like stable. Like there were no major issues, but I am getting to a place now where it's I'm really starting to, mm-hmm. and oh, I think only starting to get a handle on how much they did mm-hmm. and how much they sacrificed to give me the life that i had yeah and you don't think about it you don't understand it on like when you're a kid no. a teenager whatever it's it's completely taken for granted but mm. yeah they do an awful lot and so much yeah um yeah that's that's a yeah so that's, that's a beautiful image mm-hmm. um, it's a great song lot. too yeah, it is yeah i love fats domino i've got a, i have yeah. a i have a real soft spot for that era of music and mm. i i love his voice like i just think mm-hmm. i there's very few times 
that I'm I'm not in the mood to listen to to yeah, Fats yeah. Domino. It's just yeah, he's, he's so good, eh? Like he's he is he's so good, yeah. and like he was um he was before Elvis, um, uh-huh. and was writing music just as cool. <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure there's some sort of political statement I could make in that. Absolutely. Um, but it, I, I wish he could have been the world's Elvis because I love his music. Mm. Not yeah. to take away from Elvis. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I have a similar sort of image. Not, not similar sort of image, but um, my dad used to sing Blueberry Hill quite a lot. So, did, yeah. And... It's another, it's a gorgeous song, mm. just like beautifully written. And mm. there's something about music from that era where it's just like, it's just about that person's voice and mm. the compositions are relatively simple, but they're just gorgeous. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's an incredible song. Yeah. My Girl Josephine. Yeah. It's really lovely. Um, All right. Then song 12 is a song that motivates you. So your song is Better Be Good To Me by Tina Turner. Post Ike Tina Turner is mm-hmm. everything to me. <laughs> <laughs> I I fucking love the music she released after Ike. Um, mm-hmm. It's so powerful and gritty, mm. and she's just like, she's such a boss. Like, and I um, like obviously I've been listening. To, my mum was really into Tina Turner, so that was also in my house a lot when I was growing up. And there's right. a movie, um, What's Love Got to Do With It? Angela Bassett and Lawrence Fishburne. Um, okay. uh, the, t- the story of Tina Turner's life. And I, I always really liked that film. I love her story. Um, so I'd listened to her a lot. But um, I went through a breakup in 2019. It was not good. It was a very, it, was, it wasn't nice at all. And I felt like shit after. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I listened to so much post Ike Tina Turner and it would yeah. like, it would just get me out of funks and it would like, yeah, yeah. I, cause I found this one of all the questions you asked, this was the hardest one for me to find cause it motivates me to do what? Like I was like, I don't know what, like I don't, I'm not sure what you like mean by motivates because like whatever. But yeah, I think that this is what you like. From, this is how I've interpreted it. It's like, it, it motivates me to get up. It makes me right. want to strut. If I, if I'm going to, mm. if I'm, go for a walk or something with my dog this is the kind of music that'll get right. me revved up for a big day and yeah. after a, a pretty bad breakup um where i was listening to a lot of consolation prize by montaigne um in and amongst right. after listening to that i would put on better yeah. be good to me by tina turner um hell yeah because it just made me feel like you know she's she's so powerful and it's so like yeah, yeah. she really like you know you know one who's going to fight like who who does he Ike think he is? Like, who's going to fuck with Tina Turner? Like, after you hear yeah. this song, it's like, oh, I'm not. Oh, okay. Whatever you want, Tina. And like, yeah. if I could just have an ounce of that, then I'm good. Right. You know? Yeah. And I just, I 100%. listened to a lot of post Ike Tina uh, yeah. after a breakup. And I strongly recommend it. If a friend of mine was going through a breakup and they were in a funk, this is the mm. kind of music... I would suggest unless they needed yeah. consolation prize. And in which case they can have that, they can listen to whatever it is that they need to in those moments yeah. because emotions are important and they're all valid. But this is the one that makes me go. I'm, I can be better than this situation and I can get out of this. Yeah. 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 
it's it's a it's a woman who very much knows her self worth. Oh, which is a very very powerful thing. Yeah. and a lyric like uh, I don't have it. I don't have no use for uh, was it your what you loosely call the truth. What you loosely call the truth. Oh. Yeah, that is. Yeah. I have no yeah. use for what you loosely call the truth. Oh, yes. oh, and it's not like it's just so good. It's just it's just yeah. so good. It's I yeah. it's I don't know if it's my favorite Tina Turner song, but right. um, it's a go to a hundred percent. It would be in my top twenty played songs on right. my Spotify for sure. Yeah, um, because it's just a really good go to for me, and it just makes yeah. me feel very, very powerful <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a very empowering song yeah that's sort of like that, that confidence and that dismissive mm-hmm. attitude i really really love there's something really really inspiring about someone who's just like no this is what's going to happen in my life and yeah. you can be a part of it or not yeah but this is these are my standards mm-hmm. and that's yeah incredible yeah. i'm a big fan um yeah it's interesting you said about this being a category that you struggle with because this is actually i think this is the category that most people have interpreted in or this are the most different variations in how this song has been mm. interpreted um because when i was thinking about it, i think a lot of people have gone with this sort of like uh like gym kind of banger like mm-hmm. workout kind of stuff but then so, like just people <laughs> That's taking not it me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me either when i think but, of um, what song motivates me i don't think of a gym banger that makes me want to kill myself <laughs> sorry um, god <laughs> no no it's fair um but yeah just i've just had different people take it in different ways which has been really interesting like um uh like someone who said it was about like uh focusing on their mental health f- motivates mm-hmm. them that way uh someone else who's who who picked a song because it motivates them to like not be the clown mm-hmm. and just little things like that it, that th- this category in particular has been really fascinating and this is just another another one of those so i'm yeah I really appreciate that. Cool. Um, song 13, then a song that someone introduced you to. Mm-hmm. So you've gone for Tilted by Christine and the Queens. Yeah. Um, this one was also hard because I, I think most of my music is introduced to me in some way. Um, mm-hmm. But this is a recent one. And um, that's, okay. it just made me think of it because I'm currently going through a Christine and the Queens phase. Friend of mine, okay. singer-songwriter Rosie Jones, who is excellent mm-hmm. and everyone should go check her out. Um, introduced me to Christine and the Queens. And she actually introduced, I think, uh, most of our friends, like my group of uh, mates, to Christine and the Queens. Right. I was a bit late to the game. And um, okay. I'm really loving it. I just think it's a really... I, I really like her. Again, one of those ones that I don't yeah. really have an... Ant, like, I don't have a story attached. Um, it's just sure. it was recently introduced to me. And I'm yeah. so glad. <laughs> because it's, I really, really like Christine and the Queens. Um, again, Perfect. good pop music. Like just yeah. really poppy, fun music. Her music videos yeah. are really great. The music video to this is great. Um, mm-hmm. My partner's really into music videos, and um, uh, this one's just particularly good. I wish I had a story. Not, they don't all have stories, man. Like this is just a song <laughs> I like that has been introduced to me recently, and it's not that That's new. Okay. It's not new yeah, at all, absolutely. but um, I'm just getting really into her. Perfect. She just she um, just released a song with Charlie SEX actually, which I really like too. Um, of course, oh, yeah. I forgot Shapes. Is that what it's called? I don't know, but it's uh, a good pop music. Yes. Really, really enjoyable pop music. Everyone, yeah. go listen to that song. All right, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
yeah i've I've been aware of christine the queens for for a while now but um i haven't really listened to this song an awful lot Mm. um this is maybe the first time i've had a real appreciation for how sexy the french accent can be sexy Mm. sorry that got real creepy i got real like that's okay that went deep it's just very sexy yeah uh yeah no it is very sexy yeah yeah um and uh, I mentioned covers in Live Lounge before uh, Biffy Clyro mm-hmm. did a cover of Tilted uh, in the Live Lounge and including the, the French rap mm-hmm. which is um, yeah beautiful again if you, if you want a sexy voice Simon Neal Biffy Clyro perfect um, but yeah it's it's a really good cover as well mm. song 14 then is a song you wouldn't expect to like so you've gone for Babushka Boy by ASAP Rocky yeah um, my partner and I have been together now nearly two years and uh, have very different taste in music, generally speaking. Um, mm-hmm. I know that like a lot of people, I'm going to say this and it's going to be like, all right, like I do like a big kind of range of music and as does my partner. Mm-hmm. But he's really into hip hop music um, and how it was made and the history of and again, the music videos that then come out of this. And um, right. a lot of the stuff he puts on just kind of goes over my head because it's just not really my right. thing. Like, I'm just not really, mm-hmm. it's just not really my thing. And um, about a year ago, he goes, uh, he was watching some music video. He's really into music videos. And I was like, oh, that's that's cool. I don't even remember what the song was. He was like, oh, that's cool. It's like, yeah, some of them are really kind of like beautifully made and they're made by so-and-so a person and this. And I'm like, I'm like I, that's fine. And then um, he's like, yeah, I'll put one on that I think that you'd really like. And I was like, uh-huh. okay. And he put me down and he put on Babushka Boy by ASAP uh-huh. Rocky. Firstly, ASAP Rocky is so pretty that mm. it's hard. It, it, it's so pretty. But that's not the point. Um, the music video <laughs> was great. It was just very funny and very entertaining and I liked the song. And uh-huh. now when we're in the car together, we kind of take turns with who's putting on what music. And um, it was his turn once and I'm like, oh, for God's sake. And he put on ASAP Rocky and that song came on again. I'm like, I, I really like this. Like, that's the one that's associated with that music video. And I was like, oh, and I just really right. like it. And, and anyway, it was my first yeah. kind of like, not the first time I've ever liked hip-hop music because I do I do like hip-hop music, but... Um, mm-hmm. it's just not like any other kind of music that I would usually put on. And I've just right. started, I, and then I got really into ASAP Rocky and I kind of like him. I think he's very clever. And I mm-hmm. think, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, and now I've, I've like, he, my partner's just kind of introducing me to music that I've never really listened to before. And I'm right. getting really into it. Like Tyler, the creator is right up there as well. And mm-hmm. um, it's, Yeah. Yeah, just it's a, a new. Even into my thirties, we learn new things, and I'm learning to really kind of <laughs> like and appreciate uh, hip hop yeah. music. Yeah, hmm. I'm very very similar. Like hip hop is just not a genre that I typically would hmm. go to. Um, yeah, I'm much more into like the kind of stuff we've discussed already, hmm. stuff with guitars and bands and stuff. But um, but yeah, every so often there is just a song that like just connects with me, hmm. or I just like I just love and. Yeah. Um, like Kendrick Lamar was a big one. And oh, I I love him. I do I do love Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, and and Re uh, Re Down introduced me to another song by uh, Anderson Pack. Mm-hmm. My partner's um, obsessed with Anderson Pack. I uh, so it was Never Come Down. Um, mm-hmm. was the song on her list, and it's it's fantastic. But um, 
yeah so i'm, I'm the same like it's mm. just not a genre that i typically connect with but there are certain songs i'm just like mm. yes i'm fully on board yeah and, and this this was one of them for me i just thought i was yeah excellent. it's good eh? um yeah well it's like it i as much as my partner doesn't really listen to um say i don't know sam cook yeah he's now learning about that and he's just teaching me about this music that i've never really mm. like listened to like I, I do like kendrick lamar absolutely i think that kendrick yeah. lamar is in- incredible but outside of yeah. like every, occasionally like my partner his music my partner's music is as important to him as mine is to me so it's interesting yeah. to to hear a completely different side of the industry that I just never really gave yeah. much time to. Like I'm obsessed with Missy Elliott. I have been obsessed with Missy Elliott since I was about 10. I love Missy Elliott, but outside of Missy Elliott and a bit of Kendrick Lamar from time to time, and maybe an Eminem song here and there, rap and hip hop just hasn't been something I've ever really sat yeah. down and properly wanted to learn about or explore. So it's just yeah. one of those cool things when, you, when a new person enters your life and you learn about them. It's a yeah, nice absolutely. little kind of area that I'm learning about that I never thought I would. Yeah. It's also very exciting. I have a similar thing with my wife where um, if you're able to introduce your partner to mm. a song that they wouldn't normally like, but you get them to like it, that's... Uh, yeah. Uh, I love that feeling. It's so exciting. Um, so, yeah. Mm. That's a great one. Um, Alrighty. Song 15 then. Mm-hmm. is a song you think everyone should listen to so you're going for a Ville Common mm-hmm. by Joel Grey from Cabaret or any version of that song from Cabaret really but okay. Joel Grey does it really good okay um I think musical theatre is really cool um and I think it's one of those things like we are kind of talking about at the start about judgments um mm-hmm. I've always listened to okay so one of the things that I was never forced to do anything as a kid. I was never, as in like, I wasn't like, I mean, I was forced to brush my teeth and not be a little cunt, but like, I was never thought, like I was never told I had to learn an instrument. Like I, I started playing piano and then I quit cause I was being lazy or, um, I never okay. had to do a particular subject at school. Like I didn't have like uber strict parents in that sense. Right. But I genuinely believe that my mum forced 1950s and 60s MGM musicals on me. I okay. had musicals in my life from a like a lot of Judy Garland, Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers, Gene Kelly mm-hmm. stuff. Um, right. so much of it growing up that I kind of had a lot of yeah music. I had a big like you know a lot of musical theater in my life. Um, I hate performing musical theater. I cannot sing and I cannot dance, so it is not for me. But okay. some musical theater is so good, and I feel like the annoying shit musical theater really mm-hmm. like kind of uh, suffocates the really good stuff. And I okay, think it's yeah. I think it's and and that's also to not take away from the fact that say Wicked is incredible and it's a spectacular or whatever. But if you're not into campy musical theater like Wicked, mm-hmm. um, it's easy to go. I don't like musical theater. Yes, and okay, I yeah. think that there is an element of musical theater for everybody. And for mm-hmm. me, cabaret is like if people just gave it a chance, <laughs> I think that they would see that musical theater can be kind of cool. And right. I really like it. I mean, that's not for everybody. You don't have to love it. That's fine. But um, yeah. I really enjoy musical theatre. 
I hate some of it. Like, again, not taking away. I'm not a big fan of stuff like Hairspray. I'm not a big fan of Wicked. I'm not a big fan right. of, like, even West Side Story. Les Mis. Right. Not for me. But there are some shows that I think are so good. Mm-hmm. And I'm just a big fan. And I think that if if anyone said to me, okay, introduce me to musical theatre, I think I'd show yeah. them Cabaret. And I think okay. Vilkomen at the start of that is just such a, it's so fun and it's campy, yeah. but it's also yeah. kind of dark and gritty. And mm-hmm. um, I think kind of Fosse really turned musical theatre on its head a bit. And that's how I would show people that musical theatre can be like this. And then I would put on right. Singing in the Rain and say, look, it can also be like this. And Singing in the Rain is <laughs> fucking great. I won't hear anything else about it. But um, right. I just, I think that, I think that people shouldn't be so closed-minded when it comes to music anyway. Um, yeah, sure. And I think musical theatre is one of those categories. It's like, give it a go. Mm. It's, it, it's such an art form. Singing and dancing at the same time is not easy. It is so hard, and um, yeah. it's. I just think people, I think it's just another genre of music that people kind of write off too quickly. Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. Well, when it's done well, it's very, very difficult to beat. Like the, it just it get it just hits you. Mm. Like I don't I don't want to say hits you in the feels, but I can't think of another way to say that. No, it does though. But it just yeah. But I don't like saying feels. But it really just sort <laughs> of like it just. Um, it just takes over. It just it the goosebumps and mm. hairs on the back of your neck. It just it's mm. it's incredible the way the way it's composed, the way it's put together, the way it's yeah. performed. Um, and yeah, this this song I, I'd not come across it before, but it's um, yeah, as you described, it's very. Did you watch it by any chance? No, you no, should watch it. But um, if you if you can be bothered, like <laughs> you don't have to. You never have to speak to me again after this if you don't want to. But um, have a watch because it's um, visually really great to watch as well. That scene from yeah. that film is really great. Right. No, I'm I'm definitely willing to give it a go. It's like mm. it's 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 not something I it's not something I would judge necessarily, but it's not something I've massively been into. Um, I actually really loved Les Mis when it came out. Mm. Um, the the film version. Um, and I was like when I was thirteen, fourteen. I was in a couple of um, mm. musical productions. Um, so yeah, like I'm, I'm on board. Like I'm into it, but I just it's just not something I've given an awful lot of time to. But yeah, definitely, definitely prepared to mm. give it a go. Good. Alrighty, uh, a lovely note to end on. So, do you have anything you want to plug or promote while you're here? Oh, God. When will this come out? Uh, about three weeks my show might still be on comedy festival show if someone okay. in melbourne is listening to this um and you're going okay. to melbourne international comedy festival come and see my show soy fat okay. white also leguizama rama a podcast about john leguizama that i do with my mate zach ruane you can have a listen to that if you wanted yeah. to um perfect yeah excellent All thank, right, you, well, thank, thank you, you so much for having me i loved this this is great <laughs> This was so much fun. I would, uh, honestly, like, what a great concept. I And now I feel really good, and now I want to go and listen to Kasabian and you too, and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a little list now. Thank you. And that is it for episode 22 of Mixtape and Identity. Thank you so much for listening. Please go and check out Mish if you have the opportunity. Uh, I'm hearing nothing but great things about her show, and... 
yeah, it, it feels like this is just the start. There's a, an awful lot more to come from it, for sure. So if you have the opportunity to go and see her now, go and see her now. If not, go and see her in the future, for sure. If you like this show and you want to support it, a couple of different ways you can do that. We do have the coffee link set up, so there's no monthly obligation there. If you just like an episode or if you want to say thanks, then throw a couple of quid. That would be much appreciated. Other ways of supporting the show is just all the usual stuff. Leave a nice review, say a nice thing, little comments go an awful long way. Tell your friends, spread the word. Everything helps. Uh, I'm also on Twitch at Yak Enemies. If you want to come and say hi, ask questions, uh, play a couple of games with me, then I'm at Yak Enemy on Twitch and I stream there very, very occasionally. (laughs) I'll be back next week for episode 23. So in the meantime, look after yourselves and we'll speak to you then. Just as he goes off as well. Excellent.